So let me ask this question as we begin our radio program today. What if many of the things you believed were true ended up being built upon a foundation of lies? I'm talking about the history you're taught in school, about how we have been led to believe our governments are supposed to work but don't. How would you feel realizing that it's all an illusion? And even your freedom is an illusion. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Now, the reason I opened the program with that question, I've been thinking over the past couple of days. I've been doing some reading on some material that's been shared with me that really makes you begin to challenge much of the narratives we've been taught not just in the last two, three, or 10 years. I mean like the past 25 years, maybe 50 years, maybe 75 to 100 years or even more. How many lies have been converted into accepted truth in the United States, in Canada, in Great Britain, in Australia, in New Zealand, all across Western Europe? The simplicity of arguments. This bad, we good. America always is good. Canada always did the right thing. And England, especially in the 20th century, was just a pillar of honesty, integrity, and goodness. Russia bad. Germany bad. Japan bad. Everybody else good. Those are the simplistic foundations of much of what we were taught in school. That the United States and the Allies were always on God's side, the righteous side. But there's some gray areas. See, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that some of the despot leaders that we've dealt with over the centuries were good. But much of what has been said is not necessarily true. And the reason I'm saying that, and I know, and here's one of the problems. When you get into some of this stuff and you start talking to people, it's like, Bob, no, 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 that can't be. When something you have believed in so firmly for so long is challenged, it's not very comfortable. There are many things in my life that I firmly believed in. And I'm having to accept a reality over the past, oh, I don't know, decade at least, maybe a little bit more, that maybe a lot of what I assume to be true may not necessarily be as true as they want me to believe that it is. It's called sanitizing history. It's called manipulating you for a purpose. And that is what I believe is happening today. I mean, just look at World War II. There are a lot of things that were going on in the background between the end of World War I and the beginning of World War II. And I was reading this excellent piece the other day that pointed something out that I never had known 
names that I never had run across. And, and I'm kind of a student of history, and I've tried to understand both the First and the Second World War, how they came into being. How could humanity be so cruel? How could so many people be allowed to die? How, how could so much destruction be brought to bear? And how could so many people be so absolutely deceived into thinking that their side is right and everybody else's side is wrong? And this individual was pointing out, and I thought this was fascinating, that when you go back to just before the election of Franklin Roosevelt and during the early years of his administration, there were a lot of what would be considered then and even today, and I'm going to use the term they gave to themselves, progressives. Woodrow Wilson was a progressive. Progressive thought wonderfully of Keynesian economics, you know, spend government money to bring in prosperity, just keep taxing the rich. We've heard that one before. And Franklin Roosevelt, just like before him, years before, Woodrow Wilson were firm believers in a big central government spending big government money to become a prosperous nation. They also believed that government should have more power over your life than it did prior to their times in office. I mean, Keynesian economics demands it. Well, Roosevelt was elected, and here's some of the history that gets glossed over or ignored in history books, even even in the 1950s and 1960s and to today. I mean, they sanitize and turn Franklin Delano Roosevelt into basically St. Roosevelt. Roosevelt was a mixed bag. Roosevelt believed in Keynesian economics and he believed in a big, central, and powerful government. And he wanted to see the state's powers diminished. So he started ramping up the size and scope of federal government. And we're paying a price in some regards to this day. Some of his earliest believers when he was elected in 1932. They believed that what he would do is bring, you know, happy days are here again. That was the whole philosophy of the New Deal. And we've been taught in textbooks what a great job Franklin Delano Roosevelt did of, of steering the United States out of the Depression and being like a father to the nation, getting on the microphone and having the fireside chats. It was all a bunch of malarkey. It was garbage. None of what he ever did did anything to alleviate the depression. In fact, what he was doing was making the depression even worse. Now, now here's some of the and I've looked up these numbers. You know, the numbers are out there if you look for them. You had the stock market crash. You had a tremendous, massive unemployment. 
that set in rapidly. Banks failing. My grandfather on my mother's side was a bank examiner when it all came crashing down. He had been working at a bank, a large bank, and he was then hired to go examine other banks all around New York State, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Had to shut many down that were insolvent. How did we get there and how long did the depression really last? Well, it didn't take long. And this is before Roosevelt becomes president, just so you know. The stock market had recovered. Things were improving. And had the natural process been allowed to take hold, the depression as we knew it would have been over by 1934 or 35. Instead, it was still lingering all the way to 1940. And it would have continued well into the 1940s. Some of the people that were around Roosevelt at the time and some of these progressive writers and journalists started to scratch their head because there was talk within the White House that maybe if you really want to kick in Keynesian policy, we need a war somewhere. Now, we all knew, or they knew, I wasn't there, but they knew at the time, Americans were a little gun-shy on the idea of war after World War I. Why did our boys go to the battlefields in Europe to die in trenches? And what did we really accomplish except becoming a big power and a big voice and trying to become a world leader? Was it worth it? Was the price worth it? I look at history now and I begin to wonder. What we did was create all the foundations needed to create World War II. And and I'm reading some articles that were highly suppressed. These journalists suddenly kind of vanished. It's kind of like what they do, what they've been doing the last several years with, with Facebook and all the others. You know, cancel culture. People that used to be in Harper's Daily and all these other famous magazines and, and newspapers just vanished off the face of the earth. Nobody would publish their stuff. They were non-persons because they were going against the established narrative. One of these reporters wrote some material that just never got published much where inside the White House, the Roosevelt White House, in 1937, realizing that all of their policies of the New Deal, the Works Whatever program, WPA and all of it were just, they were failing. They were not working. The economy was stagnant. People were, (laughs) unemployment was still stubbornly high. Wages were stubbornly low. And you had the double whammy of, of the weather situation that occurred for a few years out in the Midwest, the Dust Bowl, where there was droughts for extended periods and people lost their farms. Many headed to California. 
there was talk about how do we get into a war that would fix the economy and and this journalist wrote in 1937 that he was hearing from those in the white house and this guy had good connections well respected for years all the way back to the time of of Woodrow Wilson but he was beginning to become concerned because they wanted to to goad a war with Japan over interest and protecting South America. Now, now listen to what I just said. They were trying to strategize a war in 1937 between the United States and Japan under the assumption of protecting the Western Hemisphere you know, like the Panama Canal and our interest in South America. Japan understood what we were doing and Japan had their own ideas of what they wanted to do. The United States never had to be involved, but we needed to be, at least Roosevelt and his team thought so. It was the only way to make the economy function again. Well, it didn't work out exactly that way. Then things started to happen in Europe. Adolf Hitler. Poland. And I'm reading some other material that that kind of sheds a little bit of light on parts of the story we've been told about World War II that aren't as pretty as the sanitized textbook version. We've always been led to believe that Hitler wanted to conquer the world. Not necessarily so, but that's what we were led to believe. And there's a lot about what happened in Poland in 1939 that is brushed under the rug of history. Why did he go there? And it turns out that France and England were the ones that goaded Hitler into invading. Believe it or not. And so I'm reading this stuff and I'm realizing the history that is really out there, the true history is a little bit more complex than we have been led to believe. Now, is Nazi Germany a good thing? Of course not. Absolutely not. But we made it worse than it needed to be. And instead, what, 50 million people died? The destruction across that continent was massive? And the world as we know it was completely turned upside down. And I was born into the post-war era. Of the Cold War, the Soviet Union, the Iron Curtain, the Bamboo Curtain, nuclear weapons. And in the background, the one thing we never knew growing up, a rogue CIA fomenting all kinds of issues globally. In other words, keeping the pot stirred up so the United States becomes the big boy. And then because of our prosperity, the U.S. dollar, which at one time was backed by gold and even silver, 
was the standard for buying oil. In other words, if you wanted to buy oil, you used the petrodollar, which was the United States dollar. I can remember years ago, probably 30 years ago now, maybe even slightly longer, I had to travel down to the Caribbean, to Jamaica. And even then, they, you know, you're only allowed to bring in so much United States money and you can't leave with more than you bought in. The United States dollar was considered valuable outside of the United States and it was controlled. And those individuals that I was dealing with who were building a radio station, they hoarded, hid, and, you know, kept in safes piles of greenbacks, as they called them. They wanted, they didn't want their worthless Jamaican funny money. They wanted American greenbacks. That's what the American currency at one time was worth around the globe. In 1971, and I know I'm kind of, chasing down a rabbit hole here, but hang with me. You'll catch, you'll understand why. President Nixon took us off the gold standard and all of a sudden our money said the good faith and credit of the United States, which was okay. The United States was still a big, powerful country, so it worked. And then we started seeing inflation in numbers that we had never seen in this nation, not even in the Great Depression. In the 70s, it lingered into the 80s, came back for a while around 1992, came back again oh, around the year 2001 and 2008. And now we're on the verge of another disaster again. And, and these swings in the economy are going to be worse and worse each time we go through the cycle. You remember 2008. When we go through one now, it'll make 2008 look like nothing. We're getting ready for another big fall. So much of the history we have been taught is built on a foundation of half-truths. And as Jesse Jackson said, and I've said it before, a half-truth is a whole lie. We've sanitized history, as somebody said, The victor in any war gets to write the history book. And they can be selective in what is included. So I ask that question because today and tomorrow, we're going to be discussing some of the things that are not true. Some of the things we've been led to believe. And some of the things to which I am deeply concerned, especially in my nation, the United States, and I think of other supposedly free countries. Canada used to be free. England considered itself free on God's side after World War II. Australia, New Zealand, go down the list. Germany became free. But freedom is just another word for nothing else to lose. As it was said in that old song from way back when. 
And so I want you to stay with me today and tomorrow as I'm going to be bringing you some stories and some things to ponder and think about, and these will be true. And and I know, and here's where it gets really dicey. Many of you understand and are willing to listen. Look, I've been reading things that challenged everything I've ever believed about world history and United States history. And I, and I wanted to tell myself, say it ain't so. I really believe this. I really would have, I, 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 my heart was broken with some of the things that I've been reading. But the Bible has a great verse that you need to remember. Be sure your sin will find you out. It always does. It always will. The light of truth exposes the deeds done in darkness. You can bury things or hide things for only so long. And then eventually it becomes exposed. It can't last forever. And in so many ways around this world, and I look at my nation and I see the things coming out of agencies, supposedly agencies that are supposed to be securing and protecting us. They're frauds. They're evil. They are despicable. And the people that run them should be in prison for the things that they are doing to you and other people in the world. I see the corruption. And it suddenly dawns on anybody that thinks about it, this corruption has been with us. Oh, it didn't just happen a few years ago. It didn't happen 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. There's been corruption from the first day of the founding of this nation. The opportunists that want to take advantage of the power. Let me give you a quick example. I mean, this is some old stuff. Even in the Bible, in the early days of the church, there was a guy named Simeon. He was a magician. And he made money doing his magic tricks and and phony health cures and everything else. Kind of like, you know, the snake oil salesman of the 1800s. And, and then, of course, the snake oil salesman of 2021, Anthony Fauci. I mean, they're all fakes, phonies, and frauds. Every one of them. Illusion. That's all magic generally is, is illusion. Simeon saw the miracles being wrought by the disciples. And it was like, wow. People are being healed. This is happening. That is happening. How do you do that? And so he offered, he went to Peter. We know him as St. Peter. Went to Peter the disciple. This is after Pentecost, of course. And, and says, how much money do you want to teach me and give me the power that you have? I want that power. And I will pay dearly for it. Because he saw, he saw it as an investment. If I had that power, I could make tons Tons of gold, silver, money, and and just the bounty of the world. 
And of course, Peter refused, saying, this is not for sale. Even in government, there are those that see what they can do with the power of government to to line their pockets, build their futures, get their mansions. Corruption is always there. Jesus said, the love of money, not money, the love of money is the root of all evil. And for many people, money is the number one thing they want. Money and power, the two go hand in hand, along with gratification, and that could be sexual. So power, money, gratification. Some of the greatest evil in this world. And by the way, pride is one of the seven deadly sins too. And pride is being celebrated for an entire month here in, here in the world, let alone the United States and by corporations and everything else. So much of what we believe to be true is built on a foundation of lies. And the enemy of your soul and mine wants it to stay that way. And why would they want that? Deception, division, confusion. So today and tomorrow, I may challenge some of the things you believe. And I've had people that will write me some nasty, horrible, I've only had a few. They're funny, to be quite honest, and shows their mental midgets. Anybody, when they start using the F word, you know, then you know they're a mental midget. It's a, it's a small, meaningless mind trying to express its puny little self. And a lot of factual shall we say, liberties taken. Everything we see is not always as we think it is. Now, one last thought, and I'll pick up on this thought on the other side of the break. Here in the United States, we have what is called the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. And what is fascinating about the first 10 amendments to the Constitution called the Bill of Rights, after the Constitution was written, a lot of people said, you know, there's some things that are not really being covered here that we, we, we're assuming are covered, but I don't think they're really covered. And if we don't cover them now, there could be severe abuses going forward after we're dead and gone or, you know, unable to function. So things like the right to freedom of speech and freedom of religion in the First Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms in the Second. These these were things that the Founding Fathers knew. Tyrants would try to reinterpret what had already been written in the Constitution and think they had the power to subjugate all of this. And the Fourth Amendment is very important. And... It is being violated in ways you cannot even imagine today. The Fourth Amendment, the right of people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched 
and the persons or things to be seized. Today, with technology, the Fourth Amendment is meaningless. The government has found a workaround. Not just in the United States, but everywhere. And we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. You need to understand the Fourth Amendment. Then you need to understand the violations on the First Amendment. In other words, the seizures. Oh, by the way, and then you have the 16th and 17th Amendment that sealed the deal for a big, fat, ugly, vicious, and uncontrolled government and all the agencies now that go with it. We're going to talk about that today. And then tomorrow we're going to talk about some of the world history as we thought we knew it and even current history that we're being led by the very clever propagandists to believe. Now, do you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? We can always use your financial support. Here we are. It is the middle of June. Yeah, we're halfway today through Pride cometh before the fall month. I saw the other day they had the Pride flag at the White House violating federal law about you never put another flag except the United States flag in the center or a higher place. And they had the pride flag there. That shows where their priorities are. Their God is evil to the core. They don't care about this country. They celebrate evil and they want you to be a part of it. And that's why I want you to be a part of this program. To dig to the truth. You know, that saying is true. The truth shall set you free. And sometimes it's not easy, especially when you've been led to believe things. This program is all about reaching for the truth. And really, the truth is found in God's holy word. And the light of God's truth, well, it brings you into a relationship with God and eternal life. Christians are, are, are light and salt in this world. Salt is a preservative. That's what the ancients understood when the words were written. And light exposes the evil done in darkness. We as Christians need to be salt and light We shouldn't be putting our light under a bushel basket. It should be up high where the world can see it. Too many Christians are ashamed of their Savior. They don't want to mention him. They don't want to offend anybody. We've been conditioned to be shutting up and silent and just hide inside of our churches. That's got to come to an end, friend. It's got to come to an end. We are told to be salt and light, proclaim the good news, period. Period. And this radio program, I I find these little areas that other media just chooses to ignore, and I share from my heart to yours the things that we need to do as God has called us. 
like I say, here we are. It's the middle of the month of June, the middle of Pride cometh before the fall month. And we could certainly use your support. You can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. Truththenumber2ponder.com. You can also make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. That's Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. Once again, make the check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. That's 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Radical Civilization. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy. Your Jewish connection bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. We're receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. You know, America was founded to be a city on a hill. The amazing thing that that image, the city on the hill that America was founded to be, came from Israel. It came from a Jewish rabbi named Yeshua, or Jesus, as we know him, from the Messiah, who said, You are a light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, Matthew 5, 14. These words were not just given to anybody or to the general public. It was given to a few, to his disciples to be a radically committed people to him, that they might be a city on a hill. So that that thing that he said, those words could actually become identified with an entire civilization. America shows how unique this nation was to be. This nation is a radical civilization, was founded to be a nation of disciples. America is based on the charge that Messiah gave to his disciples. Think about it. It means we are to be so radical for him, spreading his life. That's the whole point. And if the mainstream culture of America today has forgotten this calling, and the reason for America's existence, you don't have to forget. All the more you live as a radical believer, a disciple, all out on fire for God, because America needs to see it more than ever. In an age of darkness, as a light, you got to shine all the more. In an age of compromise, you got to live all the more above reproach, because God has called you, my friend, to be his radical disciple as a city on a hill. Want more? Ask for the second Zion on CD. Now, the free gift for you, the most incredible evidence and proof of Jesus as Messiah, hidden in the hidden writings of the rabbis, and more from the Garden of Eden to Ezekiel. You'll get it in the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, plus sapphires guaranteed to bless your socks off and give you victorious living in God. All free. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus, real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. For your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. My friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of this world. Salvation to five continents with over a billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. You can blanket the earth with salvation. You can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, Box 1111. 
1111 Lodi, New Jersey 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem, peace be you, my friend, in Messiah or Haolam, the light of the world. Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We spent a lot of time in the first segment kind of setting up what I'll be talking about in this segment. A couple of stories, probably three. And more tomorrow, and then I'm going to try to tie it together on the second half of the program tomorrow. There are so many lies that have become truth for so many people, even well-meaning, good Christian people have fallen victim to very powerful, cleverly crafted propaganda. There's somebody that I follow from time to time. His name is Mark Crispin Miller. And he's a professor at, of all places, New York City University, NYC. New York City University. And the only reason he's not fired or canceled is because he has tenure. And there's not much because of his contract they can do. They try. Oh, they try all the time. And he teaches a very popular course on the power of propaganda and how to spot propaganda. And he started exposing back in 2020 the propaganda coming out of the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, and countless other government agencies about COVID-19. And as many of you that have listened to this program from the very beginning of Truth to Ponder, end of August, year 2020, So much of what we were told was a lie. We know it now. People like myself and many others were called conspiracy theorists, spreaders of fake news and misinformation, or even worse, disinformation. Deadly information. We were to be silenced. Anything we put on YouTube or or social media must be taken down. We must be made into non-persons. For a while, and I, I'm not even sure if it still works automatically or not. It may not, and I don't care. For a long time, this program, especially back in the days of your weekend show that started in 2015, I would distribute my program to a couple of places as a podcast. And from there, it actually was available to people on YouTube. You could hear it. It was just a picture. But for those with a phone that wanted to hear it, they would get notified when a new episode came out on YouTube. And I continued that in the early days of Truth to Ponder. And I never paid attention to it much. And then somewhere about the middle of 2021, I went to the site. I really had not been there in over a year. 
and I discovered that many of my episodes had been muted or taken down as misinformation, violation of terms of service, blah, 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 blah. And that's when I realized I needed to use something more secure. And we, had, we have for many, many months now used PodPoint, which is a Christian organization. And I don't worry about all this censorship nonsense. I know the podcast gets out there on iTunes and all, a lot of other places. It is pushed through. And many of those may cancel or minimize or get rid of me. At least PodPoint doesn't, and neither does Shortwave. Now, the reason I'm saying all this is when you're speaking truth and it goes against the narrative because the narrative of necessity is a lie. We made statements during the past two and a half years, three years now, over three years, regarding COVID-19, what it really may or may not be, treatments that were or were not effective and were there's were there any politics involved and was COVID-19 the coronavirus and all of it being used as a Trojan horse to get into our personal lives and even more control we shared many a time on this program Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum In 2020, he made it very clear that he saw the importance of using COVID-19 to usher in a total global reset, fourth industrial revolution, technology, and all the negatives that go with it that make the elites super happy and you and I super miserable. They will eat the Kobe steaks. We will eat crickets. Then here in this country, we see agencies of the United States government. It is completely clear. Though MSNBC and CNN will, will, will refuse to share it because those two outlets, along with the major outlets, they're all in the pockets of the globalist. They're all evildoers, they're reprobates, they're satanic, and they're not truthful anymore. They don't care about truth. They care about ideology. They want everybody to celebrate pride, everybody to ride an electric car. Everybody needs to be in their digital prison and being good little citizens of the globe. And if you dare think otherwise, you must be canceled. You're a domestic terrorist. We've heard it all before. These outlets, like Facebook, YouTube, and countless others, were all funded by the United States government in one form or another from their inception. That includes Facebook. I'm going to make a statement, and I've read other articles from people who've done some very deep dive analysis that many of these tech companies are under the control of agencies even like the CIA oh Bob that's ridiculous really we were told a 
a gain-of-function virus was a conspiracy. We all agree with that now. But no, you can't say the... Yeah, you can. Because it's true. And they there's two reasons that our government is so deeply involved in, in the internet and social media. Because they can have a better and easier way to control the narrative. In other words... Because you're going to get your mind right. And I mean right. And so, the power of censoring social media, controlling it, having a compliant news media, and I'll explain why they're compliant in just a moment, to the powers of global government the idea is to get your mind right to be the obedient citizen to get a good social credit score to be really up there on environmental social and governance issues ESG score that's going to that's going to be very important down the road and and for many companies include into that inclusivity and diversity and equity All of these hammers are being bought to bear to herd us into our little digital prisons. Call it a free-range concentration camp of 12-minute cities or 15-minute cities where you're not allowed to travel out of your zone. Sound familiar? May I see your papers? I don't think I have them on me. In that case, we'll have to ask you to come along. Wait, it's possible that, uh, yes. Here we are. These papers expired three weeks ago. You have to come along. And if the globalist, earth-worshipping reprobates have their way, that's the world in which you and I will live. A big open-air concentration camp where the elites eat Kobe steaks and you and I eat bugs. And it's all going to be in the name of saving the planet or stopping a pandemic or putting an end to global warming. All the foods that you and I used to be able to grow, we can't grow them anymore because it may damage our fragile planet. Except for the elites, of course, they can keep a small farm going for their stuff. You and I, fake meat from a lab or bugs. You see Dutch farmers protesting because... Thousands of farms are being bought to shut down. How are you going to feed the people if you're shutting down the farms? This is all part and parcel of a very evil and global desire. No doubt in my mind about it. Not one bit. Here in the United States, and once again, this battle against Humanity is being fought on multiple fronts, not just in one area. It's not just the information side, like Facebook, YouTube, mainstream media. That's one element. You know, fifth generation warfare, 
which has nothing to do with 5G phone, but fifth generation warfare is a warfare of information. A warfare of what you believe or think. In other words, controlling the reality that you believe in which you live. Fourth generation warfare was tanks, nuclear weapons, and aircraft. We've moved away from that in many ways and use fourth generation warfare for fear. That'll be part of tomorrow's topic. Governments cannot afford to have people that are free. And thus they they have to be controlled. So you control the information, what they believe, how they live, what they can buy, and you always interject fear. The pandemic was a wonderful example of interjecting fear and surrendering your sovereignty to a government so a virus wouldn't kill you. Yet the protocols put out by the CDC pretty much ensured extraordinarily high numbers of unnecessary deaths. But that was good collateral damage to the globalists. We needed all those dead old people anyway. Number one, they're useless eaters. And number two, it it puts fear into people. So they'll run around wearing their compliance face diapers and showing that they're obedient little plebes. And many people to this day still believe it. Saw a news story. The White House that declared the pandemic over is now requiring unvaccinated to wear face diapers again and maintain six-foot social distancing. In other words, they want to ostracize you. They want to force you to be obedient, take the shot. Then you can come to the White House and be just like the rest of us. No face diaper required. And you get to live your life, but you have to comply. In other words, you have to get your mind right. The United States has a Fourth Amendment. Very simple. I read it before. The right of people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall be issued but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Pretty straightforward. It used to be your bank records from the beginning of this nation were your personal papers and property. And the government was not allowed to spy on any of that unless there was probable cause. But see, with digital technology and trying to get to a cashless society, they have found a way to circumvent entirely the Fourth Amendment. In other words, if you are using a digital currency then everybody knows exactly where you spend your money in real time. And in many cases, what you're actually buying. They'll know that Bob Bierman went into Food City and he bought beef. Wow. They'll have to do something about that. I may be 
causing more global warming. And they did this without a warrant. They did this without probable cause. They did it without having to swear out a warrant or any of it. They just now know. Because they have convinced a foolish people to give up their freedoms to save us from global warming. Or or better yet, you know, them drug dealers, they use cash. Got to get rid of cash. Then they can't sell the fentanyl. They'll, look, try to remember the guy that said it. Uh, Rahm Emanuel said many years ago, never let a good crisis go to waste. He said that during the Clinton administration. And so you can look at all the crises and government will have a solution. And all you have to do is agree to let the government get rid of cash as we know it. After all, is it using a debit card or credit card or even better yet, you know, a digital ID in your hand or something or, or your eye scan or whatever they want to use? Isn't that safer than money? The Fourth Amendment is being trashed. One little piece at a time. The Second Amendment is being eroded. City by city, state by state. Why? Because a tyrannical government is in fear of being found out and being removed. And that was the whole idea of the Second Amendment. Even George Washington, first president of this nation, made it clear the reason the citizens need to be armed is not because of an invasion from outside of this nation, but to protect itself from a government gone amok. The government, they know it. And that's why they want you disarmed. That's why they want to sneak in and use these questionable laws to know what you're doing and thinking and saying. They want to they want companies like Twitter, not so much today, but still to a degree they do, Facebook and others, to monitor the things you're saying and doing online and let them know if you may be a domestic terrorist. Our First Amendment using using social media platforms, blogging platforms to cancel out anything that goes against the narrative. That's the rule of the day. We saw that play out with COVID. So many people that told the truth, that knew the truth, that could detect the truth, that had the degrees and the background and the experience to know that we were being lied to big time. That these protocols being used by the CDC would guarantee a higher number of unnecessary deaths. They were being canceled. They were being, there were doctors losing their medical licenses and they're still fighting to get them back. A tyrannical government came into power in the United States, in Canada, Germany, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, all in the name of health and safety. And this, like everything else, will move us closer to a one-world system. And that system, my friend, you know it, and I know it, by the name it was given in the Bible, the beast system. 
Every day, we move one step closer. And a supposedly Christian nation like the United States and even at one time Canada or Great Britain are steering the ship into that storm. And they know they're doing it because they have a reprobate mind and they see it as doing a good thing. They really believe that as elites, they should be in charge and and they'll take care of the planet because they have convinced themselves the planet is being destroyed by human beings. And somehow we cause solar winds and sunspots. I don't get it. They don't either because they do have a reprobate mind. Freedom is just another word for nothing else to lose. And you ain't got nothing if you ain't free. We saw churches closed during the pandemic. They'll find a way to do it again. Maybe you want to travel to a church in the not too distant future, but you're now in a city where you can only travel so far and that church is just out of range. You can't go because see, your automobile is destroying the planet. You need to get that little electric car so we can turn it on and off and we can control the grid. They keep pushing something that is not feasible. They they push it knowing it'll crash the system. Then they have more control. I have a lot more to share on this and we'll do it tomorrow. So much of what we've been taught about history is a lie. Or at least a foundation of lies. Oh, there's always truth in it. I have truth. And all of it is used for one thing and one thing only. To control the narrative, to control you. Fear. Look, they're, they're destroying California with these crazy laws they're putting in. Making it impossible to charge anybody with with shoplifting anymore. They're doing it right before your very eyes and they're going after your children in the public schools. You have to find hope in treacherous times like this and there's only one that can give you that hope. Jesus Christ. And we'll share more about that tomorrow. Listen, our time is up for today. If you believe in this work in ministry, here we are. We are in the middle of it. The middle of pride before coming before the fall month. Would you consider supporting us financially? We could really use it. You can go to the website, truththenumber2ponder.com. There's a way to do it there. Or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. Once again, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.